Stay tuned until the end of this episode of Speedrun to learn about our Ubisoft Canada-powered Immortals Phoenix Rising giveaway and how you can enter. Hello and welcome back to Speedrun, the fast-talking video game podcast where we talk about pretty much anything we want that's gaming-related in like 10 to 20 minutes, sometimes up to 30, I don't know, I'll tell you how to live your life. Anyways, I am Jamie. Jazzy is once again out th today because it's the same day Trey and I record the other episodes. And speaking of which, hi Trey. Hi, back how's to it show. going? I'm here again. Three times in a row. That is Three so times in a row. I know. I know. I, I can't, I, it's like it's almost like it's been a whole week since we've seen each other since last episode. I know. It feels so long in between these breaks where we don't stop talking and we just continue the conversation until we decide to film the next one. So, for, we, I don't know what got us onto it, but we were talking about episode ideas, and we somehow stumbled onto getgoodgrade.com, which I'm sure is uh, looks like a place where you can actually hire someone to write an essay for you, which uh, I'm sure universities love. Yeah, this is like good, like, this is probably a government program, honestly. Like, uh, if I wanted an academic, if I wanted a dissertation, just get them to write it. They've got the A-plus in the logo and everything. If, if I wanted a... Uh, thir if I wanted, like, a 15-page dissertation for a BFA, I could get that in a week for $400. Yeah, exactly. Or if I just needed, like, a, a three-page academic writing paper, that'd be $40. I'm going to fill out this. I want to chat now. Hold up. <laughs> My name. No, you're <laughs> my name is Beast. Uh, email. I'm gonna start the timer on this. So should I get? Well, before I do that, should I explain what why why we're on here? Yeah, like, go ahead. So they have a literal. We somehow stumbled onto the site, which uh, if you're in university, don't do it. Profs and, and TAs. It, as someone who has friends going for masters and who graduated last year, uh, don't use stuff like this. But they have uh, an article that says, Our official list of great video game essay topics. So they're like, alright. We, we're, we're, we like to think we're smart people. Let's go through this list and try to discuss each one in a 10 minute time limit. All right, so like 10 it. minutes total, like probably like a minute per topic. You Sounds ready? Sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. Discuss in depth. Do violent video games cause behavior problems? Goodness, this was written by a boomer. No. Next question. Yeah, no. If, if you think otherwise, then um, maybe step outside. You know, maybe take a look in the mirror. Sorry, uh, I'm right, chatting can... with their online representative. <laughs> How's that going? I said, do you have Ligma? And they're waiting <laughs> on the response. Anyways, <laughs> next question. <laughs> But what's Ligma? Uh. Oh, you you'll well, find out when you're older, honey. Yeah, you'll find you'll find out. I don't want to I don't want to prank you in front of your audience here. Like <laughs> that's kind of embarrassing. Like. Oh, uh, I I thought I thought you were gonna say oh I I don't want to want to anger potential sponsors. Oh, it's a bot. Could you please clarify uh, your concern? No. I feel like that. I feel like this is the the like the AVGN thing. You know, doesn't know how how to how to do it. Yeah, like, could you please clarify your concern? I said no. 
No. We'll see what happens. Anyways, what's the next topic? It's supposed to be convinced readers and an essay about violence in video games that the average person will not be affected in a negative way, and that perhaps the, the previous stated question is often stated to distract from other issues. Uh, so basically, I play video games, and my murder count is zero. All I'm saying is my real my real life kill streak zero. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. I've only known one person to ever get violent over video games. I mean, he's done some stuff. You know, he once took a took a poop on Bugs Bunny. Cool. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, I see. <laughs> I was like, wait, do you actually have a friend that like? <laughs> and finally, hit, wait, is that another freaking nerd reference? That's a nerd reference. I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this. I've. <laughs> uh, should video game rating systems be more stringent? No, I think we should just get rid of them. Yeah, really. Or, or honestly, is it like I feel like. I feel like really we we all the only distinction we need to make in any sort of rating system for games or movies is is the appropriate for kids. Yeah, it's like or the, not like the YouTube thing where it's just now you have to say is this for kids? Yeah. Yes or no. Like, are you? And I well, not even like the YouTube thing because the YouTube thing's more of like towards advertisers. Yeah. This is the opposite. It's like, well, does your thing have a lot of sex or gratuitous blood? Probably not for kids. Anything else? Meh. And I, I think I say this as well because, like, have you ever seen the comparison between, like, PG movies from, like, the 70s and 80s and then PG movies from, like, the past decade? Yeah, PG movies now are like the, hey, kids, how's it going? And then before it's like, hey, you want to see a you see a butthole? That's like the Gus <laughs> Johnson thing. <laughs> hey, kids, you, you want to see some drugs? Yeah. Uh, like, all PG right. for everyone. Everyone can watch this movie. Here's the next one. Are parents ultimately responsible for what their kids play? Hopefully, yes. Yes. And that's the thing with rating systems as well. Like, I was a freaking kid the first time I played Halo 2, and I turned out okay. Debatably. Yeah. Well, All right. I mean, sure. Uh, does... And actually, here's another one from them. Does early exposure to video games impact the ability of children to self-regulate? Oh, that's actually a good question. Um. No, I think I'm alright. I can stop whenever I want. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not addicted. You're addicted. I've, I can. Uh, I can stop 100% completing Cooking Mama games whenever I feel like it. Actually, I think that's a really interesting question, though. I think it goes back to the thing where it's like, yes, parents are ultimately responsible for what their kids watch and consume. And I know it's a very popular technique, and I say it's because I've seen it, of a parent, you know, that they, they, I get it, they're stressed at the end of the day, so they just hand their kid, like, an iPad to play around with. Yeah, I feel and like that's I, a, my, mine was, mon I was monitored for most of my, like, play sessions. I'd have, like, a, we'd set a timer, basically. And then I'd go play for my thirty minutes hour. I feel like that's that's kind of like I pulled a couple um twenty four hour sessions, but like yeah. Other than that, I feel like if I if I have something I need to do, I won't just play video games instead. So 
I feel like even as a kid, I and it's weird because my parents were never super strict. I just always, for some reason, had this innate anxiety of, oh, if I don't get stuff done, I'll never get done, and then getting it done. And because I, I think the thing is as well as back in like the GameCube era and stuff, my parents typically knew whatever I had to play because it would have been given to me, at, you know, for my birthday or at Christmas. Or like his ra other random gifts or if not one of those we would have gotten it from like the video store as a rental yeah you know so like you know i think my parents were never too worried about what i was playing because they kind of knew what i had and then i became a teenager gone to game collecting they're like jamie it's like do you even know half of what you have i'm like i like to think i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I think that I think it's less the the video games problem and more the like a a person's ability. I don't think the the video games impact it. I think it's just the video games are another aspect of someone's like they're another thing that someone can either um regulate or not. Right. No, I think that's fair. And again, I think it comes back to are our parents paying attention to what their what type of media their kids are consuming? Because if they have an issue with it, you can always just take that away. That's why when Shadow the Hedgehog first came out, and my you know I popped it in, and like Sonic said, "Damn!" My mom was like, "Can you just turn that off?" Yeah. Now, here's here's a question: Will streaming games replace consoles? Maybe. I think, here's the thing, I think streaming, or at least a service like Game Pass will, I don't think there's any chance in hell of Stadia becoming that service. No, Stadia is not going to be the, the service, but it'll be something, it'll probably be some kind of streaming service, just because it'll be cheaper, and people, it'll seem cheaper, people will like the, the appeal of like, I get all these games, it's like the, it's like the music streaming, uh, where yeah. it's like, oh I get all these songs, for ten dollars a month or whatever i get all this these games for like 30 bucks a month and i can play them on the worst computer ever i don't have to worry about buying a fancy new computer or the new xbox or the new but like at the same time i feel like to keep the the console wars quotation marks going i think they'll kind of it'll be like the Blockbuster versus Netflix debacle again. I think we'll see like a repeat of that. Right. And for those curious about my Stadia comment, uh, I'm saying that both because uh, my interactions with the Stadia fan base have been overwhelmingly negative since I did my Stadia video, which unfortunately I know there's some bias, and I'm admitting there's some bias probably caused by that. But my thoughts on that video still stand where I'm like, why would I pay? Even if they have a few free games on Stadia, why would I potentially pay for individual games from the service when I can just get a service that has more games total and that gives me them, like, you know, as much as I want each month, you know? Because I think, and I, which is why I think that the recent news about Netflix potentially getting to gaming could be big if they end up doing something. They could uh, be the really streaming service, that. yeah. Because I think the streaming, like if you're gonna do streaming, you have to get away from have you owning the game. Right. Yeah, it has to be like, I'm paying for the privilege to the library. 
Well, and I think there's something with Netflix doing it as well, because I know there's been a lot of issues of streaming service the past few years, because like every TV company under the sun and in the States at least is trying to, yeah. I mean, up here, I feel like a lot of the American shows we get and stuff like uh, Crave, I think it is. We get Crave. Yeah. And then that comes with a lot of cable subscriptions now, apparently. I don't, I don't use cable, but like for my relatives that do, um, they're like, oh yeah, I get Crave with my cable. I'm like, okay. But like, I think that could be interesting with Netflix because it's like, yeah, you get a f you get hundreds of movies and shows each month. And also you get uh, hundreds of games each month. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so basically you've gone from just replacing a dedicated games console to even replacing like a dedicated home media center like an Xbox One. I think that that should be the that should be the next move for them. I honestly is to is to be like a multimedia streaming service instead of just a like a movie streaming because they've kind of lost that game now because Disney Plus exists. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't like Disney. <laughs> uh, no one company. does. I don't think anyone is like, oh, I love paying Disney for things that I some for the most part might already own in like an outdated format or just beca because you bought the thing that I like. I, I'm still salty enough that I refuse to ever get a Disney Plus subscription. That's it. Would you like for me to bring this up at the last minute? <laughs> um, do you want mine? Yes. Do you want the login? Because I can give you the login for my Disney Plus. Oh, you you, you tempt me. And then it's All you're right. not even you're not even paying for it. You're actually taking money away from Disney. You're tempting me. All right, I might have to take you up on that. Are there any streaming services I have? I'm thinking about getting like a BritBox subscription soon. Nice, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. streaming so streaming services was the topic today, and um, yes, well, I, we were going through a bunch, and yeah. we just hit time, but there is one last one I want to ask, just because yeah. I know that got kind of deep for a bit. Just something you know, quick and simple, and happy to bring it up. Let's do it, because apparently optimism sells. Or if it doesn't sell, I I, I like it. <laughs> what release is causing the most buzz? Again, worded like a boomer question. Um, cyberpunk. Is cyberpunk still in the news? No, I don't know. I just all I think about is like cyberpunk because of like everyone freaking out and then it's sucking. Um, Optimism. Metopia. Me that just came yeah, out. Yeah, Metopia that's came out yesterday. Got, got literally yesterday. Yeah, because of the, the Me Maker situation. Everyone the Me Maker that. looks awesome on it. Yeah. And also there's a horse. And there's a horse. I didn't know And that. there's a horse. There's a horse. Yeah, the, the, they added a horse in this one. I, All right, I kind guys. Of, like and comment I'm, for horse. Yeah. Uh, can, I, can, I get a, can I get at least three emails that say, I love horse? We will do an episode on on. Horse video game games. horses I, honestly i'm kind of the me maker and the horse are kind of make me want to pick it up but like not at full price because i loved metopia on 3ds but also i bought it on clearance from london drugs for seven dollars i i never had metopia i thought i did but no my friend did and i played it once and then also quick shout to new Pokemon Snap. That was an awesome game. Yeah, I I played that uh, um, when it came out. The day it came out, that was awesome. I love that game. They're so cute. All the so many cute little things. Yeah, 
Actually, I still haven't picked it up, but I think this is kind of a cute reason why. So my fiance is still stuck in the States and the border's hope, hopefully opening up in the next month or so. Yep. For real this and time. I, yes. And I promise Xander that I won't pick up the game until we can play it together. Yeah, I, I played it with my uh, with, with my girlfriend because she, she, she just got into Pokemon and she really likes the cute characters. So she would scream at me while I threw the apples at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, Trey, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me in a lot of places. On Twitter, you can find me at Trey underscore JPEG. That's JPG. You can find me on every single... Um, every single social media platform really under that name, except for on Instagram, where you have to add an E to make it JPEG. On YouTube, JPEG. I also have T-Base TV, and that's a lot of places you can find me. I know it's really difficult to say it a lot of times, but that's where you can find me. And of course, speedrun. As part of Stuff We Play, you can find us at youtube.com slash stuff we play or even back us on Patreon. Get podcast episodes and even some YouTube videos a week early. Patreon.com slash stuff we play. Though she was unable to be here today, and I hope she's doing very swell today. Look forward to seeing her next episode. This episode is edited by Jazzy, who is part of Cleveland Audio Mixology. I think she does a fantastic job. I mean, goodness, she has an audio production degree. Uh, so if you have ideas for future episodes, you can either email her or I at jazzy at stuffweplay.com or jamie at stuffweplay.com, respectively. And finally, Speedrun is hosted and put out onto platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Pandora by Podbean. And if you'd like to start a podcast of your own, we'd love to hear you on the airwaves, then definitely check out some paid Podbean hosting. And if you, you really want to help out the show while you're at it, go to podbean.com speedrun or use the code speedrun at checkout. So of course, I have been Jamie. Thank you so much for coming on, Trey. Thank you for having me. On that note, thank you very much for listening. Stay classy and we'll see you next time. Hello, and welcome to a little something extra. Thanks to Ubisoft Canada, we were recently able to give away a copy of Immortals Phoenix Rising via the Speedrun Twitter account, which by the way, if you aren't following that, that's at Podcast Speedrun on Twitter. By the way, congratulations to Riceboy TV for winning that giveaway for an Xbox One copy of Immortals. Now, this week, we're giving away the first of four podcast-specific copies. We have two Switch codes, a Steam code, and a PS4 slash 5 code. And this week, we're giving away that PlayStation code. To enter to win, all you gotta do is email me your answer to this question. What is your earliest gaming memory? We talk about uh, retro games and gaming memories a lot here, so I want to know what is your, dear viewer, earliest gaming memory you can send that to me at jamie at stuffweplay.com and the winner will not only be chosen next week's episode and be given the code but will also have their answer read aloud on the show as long as you'd like us to anyways so on that note happy entering and i'll see you next time <laughs>